Fancy Managers, welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcast. Jill is here from FPL Addicts. In today's episode, we're going to bring together our YouTube streams just for you guys so you can get extra content. So the first up will be the Guru's team selection, followed by the Scout 11, which is the best team with a 100 million budget, followed by, lastly, the FPL Hot Tips. We're ready for the game week here. We hope this helps. Leave us a rating review if you're listening on the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Fancy managers, welcome to my team selection for game week nine with myself, Matt Day, the FBL Addicts Guru. No Elliot Craig again tonight, but we'll, we'll crack on and we'll get ready for another game week. So if you love your fantasy football content, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on while you're, while you're there so you never miss an upload. So here's my score from last week. You know, phenomenal stuff. I've got 104 points. I beat the average. So the average points was 64 points. I've beat that by, you know, some way. I'm pretty happy with 104. Uh, I've got green arrows, so I've moved up to 92,473 is my overall rank. So I'm really happy about that. I think previous to this, I was sitting around 250K. So, you know, it's a massive leap. You know, there's quite a few players in this lineup that I can thank for. So, you know, the likes of Liveramento, nine points. You know, unbelievable. He got a return. He also hit the woodwork in that game. So it could have been a lot higher. Didn't even get a clean sheet and he still got nine points. Got Rudiger and nine points, which was just massive. He got the assist. Semedo there alongside him, two points, but you know, he's three minutes away from a seven-pointer with a bonus. He gave away that penalty at the end, so he shot himself in the foot. You know, it could have been an even bigger score for my defenders there. Obviously, don't want to forget Sanchez, four points. You know, again, phenomenal stuff against City. Got the saves, and that's that strategy where you know you get a tip, you get a goalkeeper, a low price, plays against the top side. You know, you're probably not going to get the clean sheet, but you get a budget keeper and you're going to get a lot of save points. You know, so four points. Really happy with that. Moving on into midfield, you've got Foden there, 18 points. What a return. You know, two goals. Probably was a bit lucky with one of the goals, but he was unlucky also not to get, you know, add to his tally. He had lots of chances. He got the assist at the end as well. So really happy about him. I've had him for two weeks. It's two weeks now where he's returned. It was actually my earliest transfer I think I've ever done in FPL. So I'll bring him in during the Liverpool City game, you know, before the dreaded international break. And he ended up coming in with two returns out of two, which just, yeah, unbelievable. So really happy about that. Alongside him, Rafinha, one point, obviously not great, got the injury. So a bit worried about him. Then the main man himself, Salah, 48 points as captain. Just unbelievable stuff. Hat-trick at Old Trafford, the first player in history of the Premier League to score a hat-trick at Old Trafford. He also got the assist. So unbelievable there. Gray alongside him. Got an assist for Everton. Obviously, they got absolutely hammered in the end, but happy with that return. Then going on to my forwards, Jimenez, assist against Leeds. He had a really, really good game. So happy to get a return from him. Ronaldo only got the one point. Obviously, very disappointing. He's you know, very highly valued. But he did have the offside goal, which I thought was quite unlucky. You know, it was marginal. So he nearly, uh, nearly got that. He got the yellow card, which is a disappointment. And then alongside him there, you can see my transfer was Edward. He come into the team wasn't great. He got two points against Newcastle. It was a bit of a punt. I thought I'd try something a bit different, go against the grain. But, you know, it didn't work for me. Um, you know, so a bit disappointed there. But overall, 104 points, triple digits, green arrow, you know, and some really big hitters there. So, yeah, really happy with my return in game week nine. Moving on now to my team selection for game week 10. Let's see who I've got in my lineup. And we will start with my goalkeeper this week. 
So no surprises. I've gone again. Sanchez in goal. He's got Liverpool away. That I'm not going to change Sanchez anytime soon. I think at you know his initial price I bought him for four and a half million. Really good value. He's got clean sheets. Like I mentioned earlier against Man City, he got the save points. This is another game. I don't expect a clean sheet at Anfield. No way. But I think there's going to be plenty of shots from goal. A couple of saves. I think he could hit about six saves in this. So could get another couple of uh, save points. Potentially a bonus point in there as well. So really excited about the prospect of save points. Not so excited about the prospect of letting in a lot of goals, but hopefully it kind of weighs each other out with the save points to goals ratio. So he stays in goal, the, the Brighton number one. And then moving on to my defence, unchanged so far. We've got Livermento in there, away to Watford. I think it's a really good fixture for him. Even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, there's going to be attacking returns there, I think, with his current form. I think I saw this week as well, he's gone up to 4.4 million. So, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. He's a 4 million and enabler is what I got him in for pretty early in the season. You know, and he's gone on to be an incredible asset. Alongside him there, Rudiger, again, I think I got him at 5.6, possibly 5.5. On my wild card, he's come in with some big scores. He's got to be in there. Newcastle away, really good fixture for him. And then alongside him there, I've got Nelson Semedo with a home game against Everton. Look, Semedo's not quite done it for me. He's had some pretty poor game weeks. One clean sheet since I've owned him. Like I said, he was close to getting the seven points against Leeds. I will likely shift him. Um, I'm going to wait till press conferences. I'm going to wait till the League Cup's over this week. I know Wolves aren't in that, but I'm going to check out other defenders, see who did and didn't play for their club. In terms of replacements, possibly Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ben Chilwell, probably the two I'm going to be looking at um, who will be an easy swap for me for Semedo because I've got 5.1 million in the bench because last week I took out Lukaku, who was injured. Edward come in and it gave me 5.1 million spare. So likely we'll see Semedo out of that lineup once I do my locked-in team, which you can find on uh, on our Instagram. So going on into midfield now, I've got my midfield four. Little Phil Foden stays in there. Crystal Palace at home, you know, great game for him. I'm hoping Foden doesn't make the lineup against West Ham in the uh, Carabao Cup. Hope he avoids the lineup, stays in Pep's side, plays Palace at home in that false nine. And if he does... I think we're going to get a couple more returns from him. So if you don't have Foden right now, you've got the money to get him. Definitely consider. But again, wait till this uh, this League Cup game's done and wait till press conferences at the end of the week. But he's coming off the back of 18 points in the last fixture. Yeah, and I'm really excited about this one for him. And then next in line there, I've got Rafinha. Norwich away, which is a great fixture. See Norwich are you know, not looking good, pretty hopeless at times. They've lost most games, only a couple of draws, no wins. Rafinha's been quite patchy. Obviously, had the game off with the international break, missed the game against Southampton. He's now picked up this injury against Wolves, which you know is really, really disappointing. But he's yellow flagged at the moment, 75%. They've got Arsenal in the League Cup. We'll see how he goes. If he makes the bench, makes the squad, then you'd expect him to play against Norwich. And Biesler's quite good with his news, so I think we will find out you know, in the next one to two days how Rafinha is looking. So for now, I'd say keep him until we know. Don't quite um, look to shift him. But what I will say is if um, you know if he is completely ruled out, I might take that minus four and swap him out. Maybe someone like Mason Mount could come in there, I'm thinking, just to get that third Chelsea asset. Obviously, he looked really good with his hat-trick on the weekend too. And alongside Rafinha, I've gone with Mo Salah. Unbelievable. He's hit over 100 points already this season. He's almost doubled his score from this time last year. I think this time last year, it was 67 points he was on. You know, Now he's on over 100 already. It's phenomenal stuff. He's about 50 points ahead of the next. Uh, scorer so I think the second highest scorer might be Vardy right now and Salah's clear by about 50 points so yeah incredible stuff Brighton at home 
you know, has to be in the team. He's not leaving my team probably for the whole season, even when the AFCON comes on, the African Cup of Nations in January. Might miss two games, you know, probably at most. There's FA Cup games in there as well. Um, if he does happen to miss more than two, stays in my team. His price is on the rise. And alongside Salah, I've got Damari Gray. Again, probably a mainstay for me. Um, unless Rafinha pulls through, I might then, you know, obviously I, I said I might remove Samedo. For, if Rafinha pulls through, I might potentially use another one, a minus four on, say, a Gray. Um, but again, it's a Monday night game. I always get a good feeling about those Monday night games. And, and Gray, you know, he's cheap. He's an enabler. He likes and assists. And uh, maybe he is due a goal as well. So he might just stay. And overall, it's quite a nice midfield. If, if Rafinha is fit, you've got Foden, Rafinha, Salah, Gray. So there's a lot of goal and assist potential in there. And now to my three strikers. We'll start with Edward. He's got the City game away. I did bring him in just for that Newcastle fixture, really. Didn't quite um, expect the injuries to, to Rafinha. Probably wasn't the best move by me. This is a tough game for him. Do I keep him? Kind of have to in a way, I think. I think I think I will keep him. Um, maybe the only hope is this Palace team is more attacking. They might you know, play on the counter. There's going to be Zaha with him as well to support him. So he might grab something. He did get that goal at the Emirates. So probably has to stay. He's got good fixtures after that, though. So long term, I'm pretty happy with Edward. But short term, you know, the two points against Newcastle and this fixture, you know, I'm not, not going to expect too much. Then you can see there the main man, the premium option, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, what can I say about him since I've owned him? I've got one goal, I think in four games. Yeah, the other three, you know, he's not done anything. He's had a couple of one-pointers. He's had a two-pointer. He obviously had the disallowed goal against Liverpool. You know, kind of what to do with Ronaldo. I think I'm going to hold. I'll hold. I won't take a hit to get him out. Um, if I'm going to take a hit, it's probably going to be on, on Rafinha. Um, if he's injured, Semedo's more than likely going to be the one that comes out. So that will be the two that come out. This front three is probably going to stay unchanged and Ronaldo is going to be part of that. I think for him, hold on to him. So obviously Ronaldo's away at Spurs this weekend. You know, both teams had poor results on the weekend. You know, neither of them look great. It's got a great record against Spurs as well. Um, I've seen it before. Obviously being a Tottenham fan, I've seen him score against us many a time in the past. I know it's a different Man United. I know it's a different Ronaldo, but... I expect him to bounce back. I think he will get chances. He's still got a couple of chances against Liverpool. So I'm going to hold. Then I'll get game week 12 out of him against Watford. Um, United can have a new manager by then too. So we'll get that manager lift. And then from there, um, if he does pick up form, I've got a really nice set of green fixtures. So Ronaldo stays for now. He's let me down, but I think he's premium. I hold on to him. I much prefer having Ronaldo in my team and having that class of player than having someone like, you know, even an Edward who I've got next to him there. Um, or even a Tony. I know Tony's got great fixtures and, he, and he's a good forward, but you know it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He stays for now. And then alongside him there, I've got Raul Jimenez, the Wolves man. He's been on fire. He got me five points in the week. Um, he's had a 10-pointer against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago as well. He got me the return against Southampton that week before. So he's only had one blank in four games since I've got him. So yeah, really excited about him. He was brilliant against Leeds on the weekend. Had a really good game. Again, Monday night under the lights. Really excites me, that fixture. So, yeah, can't wait to see him in action again. So to round it off, as you can see, I've got the 3-4-3 formation on the bench. Again, the Brighton number two. I've got Marcel. He's got an injury flag over him. Hopefully he's fit, so I've got some bench cover. Williams, who looks like he might get back in the Norwich side. You know, again, it's some bench cover. I know it's Norwich, but I trust him to, you know, at least be a half-decent bench option, get me some points off the bench if needed. I know he's just coming off a minus one, but... Surely it can't get any worse for Norwich. Then I've just got Mendy there, who is just there because he's 4.4 million. He enables me to have some more money. 
across the team. So that's my lineup. Salah's going to be the captain. There's no one in that side that, you know, Foden possibly could be sort of next in line. Vice captain's on Edward at the moment, but, you know, that will move to, to Foden. But yeah, Salah, there's just no looking past him. I think, yeah, absolutely criminal going anyone but Salah in this in this lineup. So now we'll move on to my expected score. So obviously last week, 104 points, which was unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. Do I think I'll get near that this week? Probably not. You know, it's not every week you get 104 points in FPL, um, you know, triple digits. It's hard to get. Looking at these fixtures, um, yeah, it's tough. If Rafinha drops that flag, he gets the Norwich game. See, Foden avoids Pep Roulette again. You've got Salah with a good game. Potentially Chilwell or Trent coming in for Semedo there. Um, there could be some nice returns. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not too sure on, on maybe an Edward um, and, you know, possibly Ronaldo as well. But, yeah, I'm confident on, on points from the rest of this lineup. So I will aim for probably 65 to 75 points this weekend. Um, I can't see anything more than that. Um, but again, you just never know with Salah as captain right now. So Thuru Scout 11 for game week 10. Just myself, Matt Day, the guru from FPL Addicts. No Elliot Craig this week, but I'm ready for game week 10 here. So if you love fantasy football content, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe down below, turn the notification bell on and while you're there, so you never miss an upload. Make sure you have your say in the comments below and let us know what you think of my Guru Scout 11 for game week 10. This was last week's performance in my Guru Scout 11. 93 points. Incredible stuff. You know, didn't expect it. I did the prediction. I think I did around sort of 65 to 75 points range. FPL Commander did say in our Discord community, he said, Guru, I think this is going to get 80 points plus. And he called it. It got 93. Beat the average of 64 points. So... Yeah, huge stuff. There was a couple of disappointments in there as well. Um, we'll start off with the disappointments before we move on to the big hitters. Obviously, the likes of De Bruyne didn't quite cut the mustard this week. Didn't expect him to get dropped, but he was pet roulette. You never expect that. Edouard didn't hit. Rafinha didn't hit. If we go on to the positives, Chilwell, 12 points. Unbelievable. Rudiger, 9 points. Mendy, 6 points. So that Chelsea triple up, you know, worked to a T. Livermento, 9 points. So that defence... So many points in there. Diaz didn't get the clean sheet. It was unlucky. It was a, it was a penalty that Brighton scored. Then going into that midfield, the ones that did hit, Salah, you know, bulk of the points, about 50% of the points here, 48 points. Unbelievable. So, you know, there's uh, mainly the defence and Salah was, was what got this over the line, but still 93 points, beats the average. And yeah, really happy with that. And hopefully FBL managers, you saw this team, took some inspiration from it and got some points in game week nine. So I'll move on now to my game week 10, starting 11. It's in the 100 million budget. It's my Guru Scout 11. Here we go. So we'll start with goalkeeper this week, and I'm going with the Leeds United keeper. who got three points in his last game against Wolves. He did make lots of saves. It's Melia, the Frenchman. Norwich away, I think it's a great fixture for him. It's a great fixture for Leeds. I know Leeds haven't looked great, but Norwich have been even worse this season. They're not scoring goals. You know, I think he's a good option this week. Get him in. I can see a clean sheet. So it has to go in this week. Again, it's within the 100 million budget. He's quite low price. So he's in between the sticks for this week. So we'll move on now to my defence. So I've got a back four this week. And there's a lot of big hitters in there. That is premium defence. You know, here, some really big choices. We'll start with uh, Diaz there, home to Palace. 
he's in there because you know usually he's a he's a mainstay in that defense um he does like to score from set pieces he gets headers he's got quite a lot of assists in fpl last season as well he's got one this season he gets clean sheets and again yeah premium asset has to go in there against palace that i wouldn't say it's a guarantee it's never a guaranteed clean sheet and i do think this could be you know a potential banana skin for that city clean sheet but i just feel some city coverage needs to be in there and ds is the man for me this week alongside him chillwell phenomenal 27 points in two games newcastle away you know newcastle don't look good they've not won a game this season chillwell's just so attacking pretty much playing as a, as a left winger sometimes even as a left-sided forward he's that high up the pitch has to be in the uh, in the scout 11 this week another fullback who's again he's virtually a midfielder sometimes playing as an attacking midfielder he's just that far, uh, far forward it's alexander arnold brighton at home 10 points against man united you know he's unlucky as well not to grab more that shot at the end that you know, just went over the bar um you know he, he was nearly on to a, to a cricket score in that one I think this one, the Brighton game, is at Anfield as well. So, you know, really good fixture for him. And then my last defender to round off is going to be Rudiger. Nine points last game out against Norwich. You know, it's been Mr. Consistent for Chelsea you know, this season in FPL. Last season in FPL when Tuchel come in. You know, it's a great fixture. I think the Chelsea double up could be a really good strategy this week with that Newcastle fixture. So, you know, like, really liking that back four. It's very premium. You know, I can see quite a few points coming out of that defence this week. So we will move on now to my midfield. It's a midfield three this week. Again, premium option. We'll start with him. Salah. Don't even need to explain anymore, I don't think, with Salah. You know, home game against Brighton. 24 points at Old Trafford. You know, he's hit. He's above 100 points this season. He's getting points every week. Has to be in there. I don't think I need to say much else. Goals and assists every single week. And then just to the side of him there, Manchester City asset, Phil Foden. You know, he's really coming into his own now the last two games. He's been in that false nine. City obviously don't have that number nine, so they're you know trying different options. And I think Foden might have now done that, that false nine for now. You know, so some big points. He got 18 points in his last fixture at Brighton. He got six points the week before. And I think he'll get that start. If City don't play him in the League Cup, I think he gets that start. Pep can't afford to, you know, rotate too much like before because you've got you know Liverpool in this title race early on. You've got Chelsea in this title race. And I don't think Pep can keep rotating to the level he did last season. Um, you know, we saw a lot of rotation last year when City had pretty much wrapped up the league in the last couple of months and he was changing the team week in week out for the Champions League and I don't think he can afford to do that right now you know with Liverpool winning every week and they're not just winning you know they're thumping teams and Chelsea as well so really think Foden's a great pick this week and then the last one to round up that midfield is the hat-trick man it's Mason Mount away to Newcastle completes that Chelsea triple up 24 points he got a hat-trick he got an assist got a clean sheet point you know I think he's a really good option this week Again, if you bring him in, don't expect 24 points again. You know, it was a bit of a one-off for him. He hasn't been the highest scorer of goals, um, but he does take set pieces. You know, he can grab assists and he can grab a, he can grab goals and occasions. Um, but if you're bringing him in again, I would just say don't expect him to come out with a 20-point haul. If he does, great. Um, but I'd probably be sort of looking at him thinking, you know, maybe the 8 to 10 points this week. I can definitely see a goal um, or an assist at least, one of one of the two. Um, you know, and a clean sheet point there possibly as well. Um, so, yeah, really excited about Mason Mount in that midfield. Um, so we'll move on now to my strikers. As you can see, I've gone with a front three this week, starting off with that West Ham man, Antonio. You know, what a phenomenal season he's having. You know, just when we think he's not going to grab points anymore, he does it again. He got seven points in the game against Spurs on the weekend. He's got Aston Villa away this weekend. 
think it's a really open game for him. We saw Villa against Arsenal. Let three goals in. It could have been a lot more. You know, Villa aren't keeping clean sheets lately, so I think that's going to be another big game for him. I can see big points from Antonio this weekend. You know, a goal, I'm, I'm feeling a goal, maybe even a double. He's just on absolute fire. So Antonio away to Aston Villa is in there for my forwards. Alongside him there in the middle, you can see Gabriel Jesus, Crystal Palace at home. Again, if he avoids Pep Roulette, which I think we'll know more once they play their League Cup game against West Ham, I can't see him starting in that game. Um, so against Palace, I think it's a really good fixture for Jesus. If you own him, definitely hold on to him for now. I just think really, really good option. He's got five returns in seven starts this weekend for City. I can see him grabbing more points in this fixture. Really excited about Gabriel Jesus. And then alongside him is the man who's in my uh, my own team selection. If you watch the team selection video, you'll notice I've got Raul Jimenez. And he's another one I'm really excited about. You know, Monday night game under the lights. You've got three returns in four. And it's a very shaky Everton defence. An Everton defence that let five goals in at home to Watford. So Jimenez you know, really excites me this weekend. And he rounds up that front three. So as you can see, formation is a 4-3-3 this weekend. The reason being, I've gone heavy on defence with premiums. You've got Rudiger and Chilwell for a Chelsea double up. You've got Diaz for some Man City coverage. You know, and he's usually the safest bet. And we've got Alexander-Arnold you know, for Liverpool Anfield. You know, can't not have uh, Alexander-Arnold right now, I think, in that defence, especially in the, in a scout 11. Midfield, Foden, Salah, Mount. You know, three really good players, all scored in the previous game week and all scored very big in the previous game week. You know, and they've got that potential to score big again. And then front three, you know, three players that all returned in the previous game week as well. Antonio got his goal. Jesus got his assist. Jimenez got his assist. And again, I can see them all getting returns this week. So really exciting stuff. 4-3-3, gone heavy on the defence. And then just so many goals in that midfield and attack. So in terms of captain's armband, Salah for me, I don't think you can look past him right now. The form he's on, you know, the points tools he's getting, the goals, the assists, absolutely everything. So captain on Mo Salah. And then in terms of expected points this weekend, how do I think it's going to go? Yes, I think it will beat the average. I think this definitely has potential to beat the, the weekly average score. And then expected points, oof, definitely more than 70, I think, this week. But I'm going to I'm gonna back myself. I'm going to go 75 points this weekend as a minimum. I think there's just so much potential with those fullbacks, with Mo Salah at home as captain, you know, and with that front three. It just uh, just screams goals to me. What's happening, FPL, and welcome back to the FPL Addicts YouTube channel. We're here for another game week. It's game week 10, and we're back with another hot tip show. We're looking for some fantastic insight, as we'll get, of course, from the guru, the wonderful guru himself, to help with our game week headaches pre-deadline. Just a reminder, before we do head into the show, if you do enjoy this video, please hit the like button, subscribe, and turn notifications on so you never miss an upload from our channel. As always, have your say in the comments down below, and this is up for any advice and tips on your asset selections this week. So, fancy managers, this is the hot tip section for game week 10 with myself, Ollie Walker-Peel, and of course, the FPL Addicts guru, Matty Day from FPL Addicts. Obviously, no Elliot Craig, the posh Geordie, is absent again. One North comes out, another one steps in, but Matt, the constant is here. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ollie. Obviously buzzing for another game week. You know, some big games this week. Um, you know, the early game, Leicester Arsenal is, is a massive one. Obviously got the Tottenham United game, which has been dubbed the uh, the El Sacco. So, um, 
yeah, really looking forward to uh, to this FPL week uh, ahead. Yeah, as you should be. It should be absolutely brilliant. This is the fourth instalment of our Game Week 10 podcast playlist this week with our preview, team selection and scout 11 already out on our YouTube. So uh, make sure you go and check those out after you watch this one. Okay, so a ton of people in the comments. Let's satisfy them with some FPL content. We've got the first hot tip of the week, Matt. Where are you going? Now, what the first one this week, it's the one that caused a lot of chaos last week in uh, in game week nine. You know, we've talked about it a lot. It's that man, Kai Havertz. And uh, the first tip is, you know, do owners keep him for another week? Um, and I'm going to give my say on it. We've had a lot of people sell Havertz this week, and there's a few that still have him in their team now, you know, and they're, they're wondering what, what they should do with him. So, you know, my thoughts on it, I think, you know, it's best to keep him. He's got the goal in the week in the uh, in the League Cup, so he's got some confidence now. You know, you've got the Newcastle away fixture. They've not won a game. You know, so it's a really good fixture to hold on to him. You know, you might even get another fixture out of him next week, which is Burnley at home, which, you know, Ollie's going to agree on this one. That's a, probably an even easier fixture than the uh, than the Newcastle one, potentially. Um, you know, so I'd say if you've still got him, hold on to him for another week at least. You know, I think if you bought him in last week, he didn't hit, but he did play. He scored in the League Cup. He's got the fixture this week. Possibly should have the uh, the fixture next week as well. So I'd say hold him for this week. Keep him in your team. But one thing I will say is don't rely on him as a captain. Yeah, I'd agree there, Guru. Of course, you know, you don't play FPL for one week. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Your favourite phrase from last season. Um, and you don't play FPL for one week. Um, I think you've got to hold him um, if you brought him in. And it was a fair, a fair choice to bring him in against Norwich, right? But, you know, you don't play FPL for one week. And I think you do have to hold him. A lot of great questions coming in in the comments, too, from first-time listeners. You've got the likes of Sav, Cabale, uh, Quentin, who are making comments. We'll get to those in just a few minutes' time. So hold on if you do have those questions. Great to have you in the comments, of course. But second tip is regarding uh, injuries and how FPL has become flag central at the moment. Guru, what do you advise for those people who maybe have uh, multiple flags in their, uh, in their starting eleven? Yeah, look, that's it. The um, injuries galore this week. It's, you know, so many injuries, flags. You know, how many points hits do people need to take? What do we do? You know, and I'd say you know, for those who have flag players that are sitting on 75% at the moment, um, you know, they may may or may not play. Um, but normally with 75%, there's a higher chance that they will play. I'd say wait until the press conferences. Don't make any rash decisions. Um, you know, if after the press conferences, there is still injuries in your side, you've got them confirmed. Um, and you do need to take points hits. I'd probably say, you know, at best, minus four is what I prefer. I don't like to take anything more than a minus four. I think you start the game week on too much of a of a back foot. Um, so I think if you need to, take a minus four if you've got too many injuries. Um, and I'd probably say if you can get away with playing 10 men on the park, you know, maybe not have, say you've got David Raya who's injured and you've got a second string goalkeeper that isn't Ben Foster, you know, you might be able to get away with having 10 men on the park this week. Um, so I'd say if you've got a lot of flag players, likes of Broly is out, not sure, 100% sure on Rafinha. I know they're saying he's should be okay, but we're not, you know, certain he's going to start. You know, there's other flags. Obviously, Reyes out and, you know, Vardy had a flag, which I know that's been, Rodgers has said he might not play. But, you know, I'd say Virgis on this one, take a minus four at best. Um, but if you can get at least 10 men on the pitch, I think you should be okay, especially if it's one of your goalkeepers that, that's injured because the majority of the, the community's got Sanchez this week who, you know, you're probably not going to expect uh, big things from him against Liverpool anyway. So that's probably my take on it. 
yeah, just to mention on hits, we've got a comment here from Kabale. I know we said we answered questions at the end, but I think it's good time to bring this one in. Viewer from Uganda, so great to have you on, mate. He says, can I take a hit of minus four for Alonso and Ben Rama? It's like Foden and Chilwell to play this week. I know we've not talked about sort of, you know, none of those players have really got injury um, injury problems at the moment or flags on them. But, you know, on the topic of hits, what do you say about this one, Guru? I actually think that's a good one if you're going to take a minus four because you're bringing out Alonso, who... Chilwell's his direct replacement. I think Chilwell's almost a must-have right now. And then you've got Foden coming in. He's got a good home fixture against Palace. Ben Rama's dropped off form. So I think in terms of a, a minus four combination, I actually think that's a really strong one. Um, and, you know, probably worth worth doing. I think, yeah, you're getting an upgrade there with those two players. Yeah, and final one on this tip as well. We've got someone who, uh, we've got One Life Soccer who says he's gone Lukaku to Tony this week. Obviously, Lukaku is one that a lot of people will have. Um, and he's definitely injured. He won't be playing this week. Is that one you recommend? Um, obviously, yeah, Tony's got the fixtures, hasn't he? Um, you know, this weekend, is it Burnley uh, for, for Tony this week? Week, So, yeah. you know, it's not a, bad, uh, not a bad fixture. So it's probably good. And then I think you get the Norwich. I think it's a Norwich game next week or the Newcastle game and Norwich game in the next couple of weeks. So it's probably not a bad one. Um, but yeah, Lukaku is still one to keep an eye out on because... It looks like he might be getting back to fitness. And in a week, there's that Burnley at home game before the international break. But yeah, probably if you're weighing it up, it's not a bad, it's not a bad choice with, with the Tony game. You, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get 90 minutes out of Tony this weekend and you're not out of, uh, you're not going to get that out of Lukaku. So I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's a good move. Yeah, on the topic of Chelsea, we've actually done that really perfectly. We've got a perfect segue into our third and final hot tip for the video. It does surround Chelsea defenders and how many to have. What's your opinion on that? You know what? I think for this next two weeks, the Chelsea defensive double up is achievable. And I think, um, you know, I think it's something we should be looking at. I've, I've personally got Chilwell and Rudiger now in myself. Um, I'm liking the Chilwell-Rudiger combo. I'm liking the uh, the Mendy-Rudiger combo, the Mendy-Chilwell combo. Um, and I think they're my favourite combo so far. I know there's Christensen, there's Aspilicetta, who's also good. Um, and I've never normally been a fan of, of spending big on a goalkeeper, but you know this week with Mendy, um, seeing the amount of save points he's been getting, you know you're going to get him in the team every single week. He's probably the exception to the rule there with with goalkeepers and, and the spend because he is getting high points. Um, but in terms of a Chelsea double up, I think for these next two fixtures, um, it's definitely viable and it's, it's actually not a bad move if you can have Rudiger and Chilwell in your side. And then if need to be, they're both good at high enough value to to move one of them out for a good defender later on down the track anyway. So I think if you can do the Chelsea double up, I'd recommend it. And Chilwell's flying up that left-hand side as well. I mean, definitely. I tend to agree there, Guru. I think, you know, Rudiger, definitely one of the best players in the in the game this year in defence. And Chilwell, you know, he's almost playing as a number nine at the moment. The amount of goals he's scoring, he's doing brilliantly. Uh, but just a comment here from Quentin. And we'll get to all the questions in a minute. So we've got probably five more minutes on here. Get all your questions in the comments. And we'll get to as many of them as we can. But is it worth going Mendy as a, che a, che a second Chelsea defensive asset, rather? I mean, I agree. I don't mind that as a shout. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, look... Uh... I'm starting to, you know, sway towards liking that idea because he's probably going to come out with the most clean sheets this season. I think in the Premier League, I think Chelsea, for me, will have the highest number of clean sheets. It'll be him. He'll probably be the highest point scorer. Okay, the the argument is that one and a half million can be spent elsewhere, but if you've, you've got Libramento, who's looking good this season, um, and there's some cheaper enabler defenders that you can put in there anyway that I think 
you know you can cover you can cover anyway so I actually don't mind Mendy as a second uh, asset there um, and he, he's guaranteed to play every week as well you're not going to get the rotation threat so um and he's saving he's, he's getting lots of save points and bonus so um I don't think he's a bad shout yeah no I, I tend to agree there but to summarize main um main picks you've got Chelsea defensive double up is affirmative injuries just be careful on wait for press conferences and uh, don't take any more than a minus four and then Havertz don't rely on him as a captain but keep hold of him if you've got him right let's get to the other questions from the comments guru bring them up at your discretion where are we starting yeah let's start with Curtis Jones <laughs> um yeah look the Elastico v uh v Preston midweek was uh was definitely a Razzler shout um I think he's a cracking player um he was on one of my um scout 11s a few weeks back um, and he obviously got a couple of returns, but then then picked up an injury. Um, I do like him for five million, but again, um, when you're paying that price, probably wouldn't say um, you know you're going to get ninety minutes out of him every week. So um, yeah, there's there's probably the likes of Smith Rowe, uh, who who aren't too much more in value that you could probably pick ahead of him for FPL points. But yeah, as an actual um, as an actual footballer, Daniel, I think Curtis Jones is a is a real promising youngster. Yeah, and we've got another one here on Nathan Redmond, slightly older than Curtis Jones, but still a very, very good footballer. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, look, Redmond is an interesting one, I think. You know, he has his um comes in and out in and out of spells uh, in FPL. Um yeah, not too sure on Southampton attackers right now, uh Quinton, to be honest. Um yeah, look, he is obviously a massive differential. Um, and I'm happy to be proven wrong with him this weekend, but I just think um yeah, I know they got this run of fixtures, but just they're just not scoring enough goals for me, Southampton, this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, obviously we've seen with Adam Armstrong, you know, a player that I thought would do well, hasn't done so well. The goals have dried up for Southampton. So I'd be careful with someone like uh, like uh, Redmond. But a, for, a fellow Rovers chat contributors here, Chris Hayes, former Rovers striker, brings up as well, and Josh King. What do you reckon, Guru? He's a great shout this weekend. I think he's still sitting at less than 2% own, maybe. Um, you know, he's got the Saints game at home. He's coming off the back of a hat-trick. So he's a really good third third option, enabler option. He's got a difficult run after this. But, you know, for the price that you're paying, um, he's not a bad striker to bring off your bench. Um, so, yeah, really liking Josh King, Chris. Yeah, and we've got maybe another comment here. One from Max saying, Antonio and Saar to Foden and Huang for a minus four. I don't mind that on paper. What do you think, Guru? It is good on paper. I think um, Huang, you know, he's he's looking good. He, he's get he's getting goals. He's getting points. So is Antonio. So, um, but I think if you look at it overall, the, the two players against the two players, um, I think you're on something there, Max. Because you know, Foden for me right now outweighs Saar, um, and I'd say Antonio slightly edges it with Huang. But um, if I had to pick a combo just by looking at it, I'd say Foden and, and Huang beats Antonio um, for me. Um, a final question. I've got one more that I want to bring in from Quentin. There's one about Corne here, but there's also one for about Foden, uh, Foden for Saka as well, further up. So uh, just quickly on Corne, good option. And second final before we uh, round off, Foden, uh, Foden for Saka or wait on that? Um, you know, for, for, I'll quickly do the Foden one because I, I wouldn't mind you answering the Corne one, Ollie, because obviously you are... You're the Blackburn fan. You don't like Burnley, but I'd like to hear your thoughts because um, you did have some nice things to say about Corne the other day. Actually, um, I'd probably say Foden. Yeah, I think this weekend with the Palace game, um, the position he's playing in, I, I like that. He's he's delivering goals. He's, he's getting goals and assists. 
Saka's not getting the numbers. So if you can do a straight swap uh, from Saka to Foden, then, then why not, in my opinion? Corne, Oli, you want to you take that one ahead? If you, if you want me to take it, obviously I'm not going to be bringing him in because I've, I've got no Burnley players in my team. I will not be bringing a Burnley player in my team, even if they do score in every game week. Uh, there's no way I'm bringing a Burnley team in. But obviously, if you're playing it without a Blackburn bias and you, you want to bring Burnley players in, Corne's not a bad option. There's their, you know, he's their only route to goal at the moment. And he looks like the only way that they're going to stay off his series goals because without him, they'd be, you know, they'd be definitely going down. But Corne's not a bad shot, but there's no way... Over my dead body, I'm bringing him in, Guru. <laughs> now, look, I, I think um, I get that, Ollie. I, I can see why you don't want to bring him in, um, but I agree. I think he's he's probably their best best route to goal at the moment. You know, he's got a good left foot. You know, some nice skills. He looks a good player. You know, he's banged in a couple of goals. I think three goals already this season. So um, I will say though, he's actually had very limited minutes. So, um, but again, you'd probably assume Burnley are gonna gonna play him most weeks now because they, they don't have much else in that team. To be fair. You know, they really don't. Um, another question here from One Life Soccer, who was good before, uh, with another comment. He's been uh, really good in the comments so far. Uh, would you recommend a minus four to score Alonso to Chilwell? Can't see a downside to the move. I mean, I can see a downside, but I think the benefits outweigh the risks, personally, because um, I think Chilwell's more nailed on. Do you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. I guess it depends who the, um, you know, who the other movie's making to, you know, what what his other transfer was as well. But, um, you know, if you're... If you're now taking a minus four to get Alonso out for Chilwell, then yeah, I think it's it's a pretty good move. Uh, Chilwell's going to start this weekend. I can't see anything. Hopefully he starts this weekend. I can't see anything else other than him starting. So um, yeah, it's a good move. It's a good move. All right, so that is where we'll wrap up this hot tips, a little video, just over 15 minutes. It's been absolutely brilliant to record alongside you, Guru. But to all the people out there, all the fans out there, make sure you do subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you don't miss another FPL Addicts video. You don't want to be missing out because we are on fire at the moment with all the content that we've got. Like I say before, this was the fourth video that we've done so far um, previewing Game Week 10. We have got the preview, the team selection, and the Scout 11 already published on our YouTube. So make sure when this does wrap up, you do head over there and watch all those. But Guru, thanks for joining me, mate. Nice one, Ollie. Take care, everyone.